Good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming out this early. I appreciate that. I'm sure you've been in all the lots of sessions. You've been doing lots of things already. So we really appreciate the effort to come out early, early in the morning. So I'm Thomas Blood. Uh, I, it's, I'm an enterprise strategist, although I just took over the leadership of digital innovation for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And I'm not going to say much today because I have with me Julia Rossi. Julia Rossi leads our uh, innovation practice for uh, Spain, Italy, and Portugal. And uh, I will leave you in her capable hands. Thank you very much. Thank you. Rossi. And thank you guys for being here today. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, I'm very excited to be here today. Um, I'm responsible for the digital innovation program in South Europe. And I'm here today to share with you how Amazon innovate and how you can innovate like Amazon. And in Amazon, when we talk about innovation, we start with the customer and work backwards. So this is the way we make sure we are building the right thing for our customers. And uh, of course, when you innovate, there are many different ways you can innovate. You can start on concentrating on competitors. You can start uh, concentrating on a new technology or launching a new business model. But in Amazon, we start with understanding what is the customer need and what would delight the customer, and then work backwards in understanding what is a solution that will really create a delightful customer experience. So I hope uh, this methodology will inspire you and you can use that in your company, and we'll see also how we can do that. But let me dive deep into what is the mission of Amazon. Amazon's mission is to be the heart most customer-centric company. So as you can see, this mission is really broad. It doesn't say anything related to selling cloud, selling e-commerce, or selling books online. It's not related to any geography, any technology, any particular industry. But as this mission is broad, it's also very specific. Because in Amazon, often, the tie-breaking question of a decision is what is the best thing for our customers. And you know that whenever organization grows and the complexity of decision increase, the key point is really keeping that customer obsession when you scale it and in order to innovate in a distributed, consistent, and repetitive way. This is the key because often you need to have a quick time to market, you need to reduce the risk of failure, and you need to do that both when you create ideas but also when you drive the execution of these ideas. So how do we do in Amazon? So leaders in Amazon use mechanism in order to make sure they drive this customer-centric uh, innovation approach, not only to generate ideas, but also to drive them uh, into the whole execution. And the hallmark of all the mechanism is called the, the working backwards mechanism. So where innovation begins, we start with the customer and work backwards. So working backwards uh, is the customer-centric approach uh, that has created uh, to and has uh, developed, uh, has helped us to develop uh, any single product, uh, any single service, uh, all the different products that you see uh, in the market from Amazon, and AWS as well. So as you can see, it's really a customer-centric approach that is used in every part of the organization. But when we say start with the customer and work backwards, uh, the concept is not really asking the customer what they want, or being close to the customer. But the concept is really to understand the customer need in order to be able to innovate on their behalf. 
And when you want to do that, uh, you don't have to think uh, dependently on the resources you have in a particular moment or the time you have in a particular moment. What you think you know how to do or what you think it's even possible. The concept is really trying to think big, trying to understand what would delight your customer and then work backwards from there to understand what, what's the solution that you want to create. So it's not about uh, feasibility or capability. In Amazon, we like to call our uh, early stage product minimum lovable product. So something that would uh, put a smile on, uh, on the face of your customer, would have a surprise effect, like a wow moment for your customer, that really creates a delightful customer experience. And that has been the same over and over the years, uh, since 1997, when Jeff Bezos uh, started Amazon.com. And that's been consistent over the years. Uh, and I usually like to read this sentence because it's the core of the innovation approach of Amazon. Uh, and it's stated in the first uh, letter to shareholder in 1997, but that's been consistent uh, and stated again in, 19, uh, in sorry, 2016, uh, letter to shareholder. And it says that customers are always beautifully and wonderfully dissatisfied. Even if they report being happy and the business is great, even when they don't know yet know it, the customers want something more. And your willingness to pursue this customer delight will really make you insist on the highest standard to really satisfy the customer and create amazing customer experiences. So when you do that, uh, you really can open up uh, to innovate in many different business lines. So if you consider that Amazon was created and started in 1997, and then uh, um, in 1998 we start selling uh, CD and DVD from, from selling books online. And then we created Kindle, video, Amazon uh, uh, grocery shops, Amazon Go, Alexa. So as you can see, do you want to know all of these uh, have in common? It has been the consistent methodology that has made us uh, create all of these products. And it has been consistent over the years. All of these products were actually created applying the working backwards mechanism. And uh, none of the customer asked us, uh, can you please uh, create an Alexa? None of these products were actually created from a specific request of a customer, but we were able to understand the needs and invent on their behalf. But Jeff Bezos says, good intention don't work. What does it mean? That sometimes, you know, we ask our team to really try hard, to really concentrate on their customer need, so we get our team together, you know, we ask uh, all of them to do a nice brainstorming, uh, and we ask the team really to concentrate on their customer need. But in this way, guys, we are asking our team good intention. We are not really asking for a change, uh, and our people already have good intention to concentrate on the customer. We are not giving them tools, we are not giving them a structure in order to make sure they innovate in a consistent way. So if good intention don't work, what works? A structure works, a structured approach to innovation. And in Amazon, we have created this structural approach in, uh, and we have uh, organized it in these four main pillars. Culture, mechanism, architecture, and organization. And believe me that none of them work in isolation. 
they were correlated with each other. So we cannot have a great culture, but then don't have mechanisms to scale our innovation methodology and don't have an organization that empowers the leaders to innovate. So let me go and dive deep on the culture for a few moments. Amazon culture is based on 14 leadership principles. That's really the core of how Amazon innovates, how leaders lead, and how we can keep this distributed customer obsession. Because actually the first leadership principle is customer obsession. And if you see, delivery result is only the last leadership principle. What does it mean? That if you concentrate on your customer, and you do everything right, the result will come automatically if you really apply all the leadership principle. And some of, the, of you know, my customers ask me, why, Julia, there are 14 leadership principles? That seems like quite a lot. You know, but the concept is that these leadership principles are guidelines for people really to be able to innovate in a free way for people really to understand when they can apply more, for example, bias for action or more insist on the highest standard. So the concept is that leaders are multidimensional. We need to make people really empower and use their superpowers in order to apply one leadership principle in one context or another one. And you can see there is a DNA there. These leadership principles are really the DNA of the Amazonians. We are hired based on the leadership principle. We are um, you know, promoted based on the leadership principle. And they are like a common language that we use everywhere. So we use it in Italy, we use it in Seattle, we use it in Las Vegas, Singapore, um, every part of the organization. Because it makes like uh, us understand what we shall apply in a particular context, so they help um, create and, uh, and take fastest decision. Because if I say to my colleague Thomas, uh, you know, um, let's apply more bias for action in, uh, uh, in a project, he would immediately understand what I mean, or like, let's apply more insist on the highest standard. And in this way, you create a common uh, you know, glue among the people. So they are not just written in the wall, but they are lived and breathed by the Amazonians. So let me first concentrate on the invent and simplify. It's one of, a, the, one of my favorite leadership principles, but let me tell you a story. Who knows Kindle? Who has a Kindle? Can you raise your hand? I'm glad. So let me tell you a story. When we invented Kindle, you know, we have understood that people who love reading want to, to read and want to have access to their favorite book in a simple way everywhere they were, in every time, and in a simple, simple way. So the main mission of the Kindle was books everywhere in the world in 60 seconds, full stop. It didn't say anything at the beginning on how we would achieve that. And remember that when we launched Kindle, we were leading in the market in selling books online. So remember how you know, the market could have perceived that uh, in the context of uh, you know, maybe guys, you are jeopardizing your main business line. Uh, you, know, you are selling books online and now you are creating an hardware where people could actually download the book. Uh, are you really sure you want to do that? But the concept of inventing and simplify, it's the concept of willingness 
to be misunderstood or risk to be misunderstood for a long period of time when you understand that there is a mission, when you understand there is a customer need and you can play a role in satisfying the customer need. And we were a software company. Maybe some of you remember the first version of the Kindle. So we did not know how to build an hardware. We had no capability, but we wanted to play a role in satisfying the customer need. So we started hiring people, we started understanding which competencies we could get, how we could build an hardware. So some of you might remember the first version of the Kindle, I still do, and it's still in our uh, main building in Seattle in the reception. And, and also the first one, but all the 14 new version of the Kindle up until now, that uh, were developed based on the customer feedback. What does it mean? That the concept is uh, we created this minimum lovable product. So we created the first version of the Kindle so we could get uh, early enough market feedback and feedback from our customer because innovation is difficult. The key part is really to be able to get the customer feedback as early as possible in order for you to tune it and arrive and achieve like the customer delight product that you want to create. So the willingness to be misunderstood for a long period of time has also applied for AWS. Some of you remember at the beginning when we launched AWS, you know, all of the markets saying, said that, uh, uh, you know, we should have concentrated on, uh, you know, Amazon.com and, uh, and e-commerce. But we have understood that we could enable people with the technology and the innovation capability in order for them really to accelerate their innovation capability. And that's why we created the AWS uh, um, architecture in order to industrialize the concept of free and fast experimentation. Let me mention another leadership principle that is really close to my heart. This is what we mean with bias for action. Because many decisions are reversible and speed matters in business. But what do I mean with that? The concept is that sometimes, you know, in order to take a decision in our company, we really take a lot of time because we want to really understand and get all the data. We need to be careful what we invent. We need to be careful what we launch. You know, we don't want to get the wrong product. None of us want. But in Amazon, we teach leaders to take decision as soon as they have 70% of the data they wish to have. Because if they wait for 90%, that's gonna be maybe too late. They, they might be too slow. And this is what we mean with bias for action. And when we innovate, you know, calculated risk taking is also very important. So we need to find out how and when we can apply bias for action or in which circumstances we need to pause and think more deeply into what we want to do. And that's why we have created a mental model of taking a decision that define decision in one way or two way doors. So what does it mean? So one way door are like that decision that are really important for the company. They have important consequences and irreparable consequences, which is like opening a new data center or opening a new fulfillment center. And that decision we shall take in a very careful way. But there are some other decisions that we call two way door. 
It's like we can walk out the door, check what the market says, and then if that works, we scale it fast. If it doesn't work, we just come back. So these type of decisions have really um, irrelevant consequences, repairable consequences. And this is the concept sometimes when we want to launch a new product, when we want to launch a new service. Let's get the MLP done and let's see the mark, what the market says and get the feedback early enough. And this is a way you can really achieve a great time to market. But um, you know, when you enable people to innovate, you really foster this customer-obsessed culture, how do you give the structure that, you, that we were saying before? And we do that applying the working backward process. And in Amazon, we do a peculiar way. We don't usually use PowerPoint, but we, use, we usually write press release, frequently asked questions, and visuals. And some of you say, okay, fine. You know, we all write press release. We launch a product, you know, we, we write a product, and then we go to the marketing department, and we write a press release. But this is a peculiar way in which we do in Amazon. You know, what many companies do is like they build the software, they get it all working, all perfectly fine, then they throw it to the marketing department and say, here's what we built, write the press release for it. But this concept is actually backward because you know, maybe the marketing department would say, this is not the product that our customer wants. So the concept is like writing a press release before even starts writing any single line of code, before even you know, starting the development or the agile process, having a moment in which you pause and you're really sure that you're building the right thing for your customers. But how do you do that? You know? And this is the concept of, we were saying that before, empathizing with the customer, uh, understanding, first of all, who's your customer, and many of you Will, have, uh, will be working in B2B companies. Uh, many of you will work in B2C companies where you say, okay, I have many customers. I mean, everyone is my customer. Okay, but who do you want uh, to delight? Who is the, the target customer that you really want uh, to target in order to improve their customer experience and where you want to play a role in, uh, with your company for them? And this is how you can understand who's the customer and empathize with their circumstances, empathize with their context. In Amazon, we don't create static personas. It's really we empathize with the, the context, their problem, and really understanding like, their life when we, when we want to create a new product. And when we create a product or we have an idea because we have understood that there is a customer problem, we always ask ourselves the five working backwards question. And this is the structure I was mentioning before. Who is the customer? What is the customer problem? How do I know that it's a relevant customer problem? And is the solution or the idea that I have in mind solving that problem or is it just cool because it's using artificial intelligence, big data, machine learning, and everything? Is it solving a customer problem? Will it be relevant? Someone will get it, will buy it. And what is the customer experience? So if I ask you, what is the most important word in these five working backwards questions, what would you say? It's customer. And it's also another important word that I like. It's the. 
it's the specificity on how you answer to this question. Because it's like, who's the customer? What is the customer problem? Try to dive deeper, you know, with another leadership principle, on the problem where you can really play a role. And you can take five minutes and you can take five months in answering this question. And the concept of the press release really help you going through these questions and really help you um, driving clarity of thought uh, when you reply to this, uh, um, to this question. Because uh, you, know, you, can, uh, you can really have the answers, but when you put them into writing, uh, and writing one single line of page, uh, one single, sorry, page, uh, um, answering this question, that will really make the difference. But let me explain you more what is the press release and FAQ and visuals. So a press release, uh, it's a one-page document. Uh, that you write to respond to the five working backwards questions. And then you write this document, leaping into the future. So you imagine in six months' time, eight months' time, when your customer will have the product in his or her hands, what would he say? How would she feel about the product? You know? And you write the press release based on that. So you write the press release uh, starting from a customer testimonial, uh, a customer quote uh, that will really make you be in the shoes uh, of your customers. Uh, and everything will start from there. You know, that is how you reply to the five working backwards question. And believe me that uh, if you want to have all the five working back backwards questions detailed in a page document, uh, only one page, uh, means you really have to have clear in your mind what you want to achieve. Because you know, sometimes you write a six-page document because maybe the clarity is still not there. So the first draft of the press release will still be five pages. And then refining and refining, you get it to the one-page document that is a press release. And then the FAQ. So frequently asked questions are created based on the feedback that you get from sharing this press release. Let me be more precise. A press release in Amazon can be written by anyone, but the concept is how much you revise the press release, you circulate the press release among your peers, among your leaders, and how much you can get feedback on your solution. So it's not your solution, but it's a team distributed innovation that we said before. And based on that feedback, you create the frequently asked question. And this feedback really gives the strength of your solution. It really makes you think in a different perspective of the, of the solution. So think about, um, you know, I write a press release, I pass it on to one of my team members, and then uh, she will start reviewing the press release. And she would ask, Julia, but have you thought, uh, uh, how much does it cost? Oh, yeah, it costs five euros. OK, but uh, are you sure? What's the margin? I mean, um, what's the channel? How do I bring it to the market? What's the customer support? If that breaks, how does it work? So we don't create a business model canvas, but it's through the frequently asked question that you refine your thinking and your solution in order to have that really strong. And the FAQ are like external type of questions, so questions that your customer would ask you, or internal type of questions. So what's the supply chain? How do I build this? Uh, do I have the capability? Which technology does he use? And when you do that, you really have the solution quite strong at the end. And then you have the visuals. So the visuals are like the customer journey. So as you see, all of these three uh, tools 
are like the tools of the mechanism that we were saying before. So we have a structure, the five working backwards question. How do you give people tools to apply this structure? It's the press release, FAQ, and visual to make sure that they build concentrated on their customer needs and everything is based to understand the customer journey and revise it and read and discuss and debate and ask questions. So in the press release, there's also like a date, a time, and a city where you're gonna launch that product. And I really saw people really driving and discussing hard on understanding and agreeing on a time and a date. But let me tell you more um, from the words of someone that you might have seen somewhere. Uh, is the working backwards process optional? It sounds great, but it seems like a lot of work. Um, oh boy, how do we begin? Um, well, the working backwards process should not be optional unless you know a better way. And, um, and you shouldn't know a better way until you've tried the working backwards process several times. The working pro backwards process really does work. And, and this particular thing here, it sounds great, but it seems like a lot of work. Done correctly, the working backwards process is a huge amount of work, but it saves you even more work later. The working backwards process is not designed to be easy. It's designed to save huge amounts of work on the back end and to make sure that we're actually building the right thing. What so many companies do is they build the, they build the, the they write the software, that's a lot of work, they get it all working, and then they throw it over the wall of the marketing department and say, okay, here's what we built, write the press release for it. That's, that process is the one that's actually backwards. I like this video from Jeff because it shows you a few things. First one, this is an internal Holland. You could see Amazon.com. So it's actually, you know, shows you how much it's an authentic experience on really how we have created every product and service so that Amazon has launched. And it was mentioning, you know, that bias for action that, uh, that I was mentioning before, you know, trying to build a new product, try to experiment. So, when you create uh, a team of people uh, that are enabled, uh, that you really you know, want to innovate, uh, and you give them a structure, you, know, you might be even uh, overwhelmed by the number of ideas uh, that you want to launch in the market. Uh, with the working backwards mechanism, it's important to select uh, which ideas are worth pursuing. And when you pursue it, uh, we said, let's get the customer feedback early enough. But how do you do that? And uh, in Amazon, uh, this was what made us uh, move uh, from a monolithic approach to a microservice approach. Because, uh, and this is like the schema of the uh, AWS architecture in microservices. And you all know that the concept of microservices really enabled you to experiment fast, really enabled you to see if a product you know, gets a nice customer feedback so you can scale quickly, if it's not uh, you know, totally aligned so you need to come back and change something. But then you, know, you, you can fail fast in this way and you can readapt really quickly because you don't have to change the whole part of the implementation, but you can change that microservice. And in that way, you can really concentrate on what is right for your business. And the AWS architecture is what you know, enables you to embrace 
this free and fast experimentation. It's what enables you really to industrialize in your company this concept of free and fast experimentation so that you can really concentrate on your business rather than concentrating on technology and really make sure that your business is able to innovate and really be effective in the market. And these are all the microservices, but I won't go in the detail with that. But you know, and it's also with the AWS architecture, it's also an example of the customer feedback, you know. Um, 194 million deployments a year, how we do that with the customer feedback as well. So it's really as well an example of how much we have industrialized this concept of experimentation to enable you to innovate on the technology side. And then, you know, how can we keep this approach when the company grows? Because it's easy to do that when you actually have a small company, but uh, how can we keep uh, this uh, concept uh, of free and fast experimentation uh, when the company grows? And this uh, customer-focused uh, innovation approach. And we do that uh, with uh, an organization approach uh, that we call Two Pizza Team. And uh, I'm Italian. So when I heard it the first time, two pizza team, my concept was like, it's a team of two people. I mean, like, uh, two pizza team? So we can debate on the size of pizza, and let's not go there, because <laughs> it's a topic close to my heart. But uh, the concept is really um, creating a team of seven to eight people that can be fed with no more than two pizzas. Uh, let's not go there again. But the concept is uh, creating like a small startup uh, in your organization. And the concept is that these people will actually own the idea from the beginning of the idea up until the execution. So if you organize your company with small startup that own a project, and this type of two pizza team like are multidimensional, so you have people with different competencies, so you have an idea so you can embrace people from marketing, from the business, so it's not like throwing the ball from one team to another, and they say, you know, that's not my, my responsibility. But this team would actually start from the idea generation to writing the press release, to managing the FAQ and manage the go-to-market and the implementation of the solution. So this is really a concept that is powerful in order to drive ownership, in order to drive uh, you know, decentralized authority to these people that really feels empowered to innovate uh, and really feel like that product like their own baby, really. And uh, when something is wrong about that product, it really they really find it close to their heart in order to uh, fix the problem for it uh, or make sure that that problem uh, doesn't occur on that product. Uh, and this is uh, how we hire people like this. And uh, as I was mentioning uh, uh, in this slide, uh, Amazon hire builders uh, and let them, do build, uh, let them build. Because the concept is, uh, you know, the people that work for Amazon really are empowered because they uh, they are part of this two pizza team that can really make things happen. So it's not just creating ideas or concept, but then driving that uh, through the whole execution. And uh, you know, in this way, you can really, as I said before, experiment early and frequently. And the people get empowered with the leadership principle that I was saying before uh, to apply these leadership principles. And um, there is this concept also of uh, um, 
the le uh, letter to shareholders uh, that I was mentioning before, that Jeff Bezos always writes uh, in order to reinforce uh, some of the leadership principle and make sure that everyone really feels, uh, um, you know, the possibility and the freedom uh, to propose a press release. Uh, I, I was saying before, um, the press release is not, you know, can be written by anyone in the organization. And with the reviews, uh, you can get a two pizza team assigned when you write a press release. Um, I'll give you some examples, uh, like AWS was written from, uh, uh, was born from a press release written by Andy Jesse. Andy Jesse, maybe you heard uh, this name before. And that press release was actually revised 45 times until we created AWS. So everyone can write a press release. Amazon Prime was born from a press release, started drafted from a guy in the fulfillment center. So it's this distributed experimentation model. But when you do that, you know, you are also accepting the possibility of failing. Who remembers the Fire Phone? I see some of you smiling and, and raising their hand. Who has a Fire Phone today? I, I, someone is raising their hand. I would like to invite this person on the stage. But the concept is that uh, the Fire Phone was actually one of the biggest failure and that we had in Amazon. And actually, one of one, was one of the biggest error but it was a learning opportunity because when you really embrace the concept of free and fast experimentation, you're really accepting the possibility of failing because you take the failing as a learning possibility from that. What have we learned from the Firephone? You know, the team that worked on the Firephone was actually moved to work on the Alexa because they had the hardware competencies and also capability that could be used and reused on a different product with a different scope and a different purpose on a different time. But this is how, you know, it's the concept of learning from every, every error, and also, you know, the auction part uh, that we had uh, at the beginning of Amazon.com. Uh, uh, you know, we got the feedback that that mechanism wouldn't work for our customers, and then we moved to the approach of the Amazon.com. And that is really the concept of uh, accepting this, uh, this possibility of failing. So when uh, many customers ask me, why, Julia, do you share this presentation of the culture of Amazon? Why, you know, are we, are we saying this? And then they say, how can we apply to our, you know, uh, company? And uh, what I say is that uh, we, based on the customer feedback as well, we have created a program that is called the Digital Innovation Program. Um, that, that guy, uh, Thomas, uh, on the front row lead for EMEA. Um, and uh, this uh, Digital Innovation Program is really give you the possibility to apply the four pillars of innovation to your specific business challenge in order for you to accelerate your innovation capability. So it helps you concentrate on your customer need, help you apply the working backwards approach, and try to build a press release based on your company needs and your customer need, and accelerate the execution capability building a real MLP. And uh, in this way, you know, Amazon is really enabling the customers and, and all of us to innovate both on the technical side and with the innovation mechanism. And this program is actually 
a, like a free program that we offer like more of a partnership for some of our customers uh, in order really to accelerate their innovation capability. Um, and the build phase, uh, it's done uh, in many different uh, uh, ways and opportunities on the AWS platform in order to be able to uh, build, it, build it and test it and scale it when, uh, when it's seeded in the, in the most uh, fastest way. And in addition to that, of course, we have training and certification on uh, you know, our TCO, on staff productivity, operation resiliency, business agility, and all the possibilities that can enable your business in addition to the technical side. And also the customer enablement. So all the professional services that, can that you can use to make sure that you can also build the solution that I was saying before. We have a prototype team that can help doing that. We have a huge ecosystem of partners with the capability on every single technology that can help you create the solution based on the AWS building blocks. And all of this is really what would enable an idea to come to life. And before, you know, maybe we can go on some debates and, uh, uh, and discuss a little bit if you have some, some questions. The concept is, uh, guys, it's up to you. I mean, you are the leaders who get to decide, who get to choose to embrace a customer-obsessed and a customer-centric innovation. And you can keep the scale and scope of a huge company, but the heart and the spirit of a small one applying two pizza team organization, using working backwards mechanism, and really innovate and concentrate on your customer feedback. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot.